tequila. I just bought tequila. Let's party, girls. Woo! Underlay, underlay. Hello, welcome back to Sextras. Where we talk about sex and all the extra. I'm Honey and when I was four, I went into my mom's room. I don't remember this, but this, this is what she told me recently, okay? And I like went through her stuff. I found her vibrator. It's like one of those bunny ones, like the rabbit ones, you know, <laughs> which ones I mean. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> uh... This is like a lot of detail that she went into because I have literally no recollection of this. And I like turned it on and (laughs) ran around the house. (laughs) And she was like, no, oh my God, this is so terrible. Like her four year old (laughs) running around the house, like holding it up (laughs) and chanting. (laughs) Yeah, that's my fun fact. (laughs) You already knew from a young age, you know? Yeah, exactly. Hello guys, I'm Maria and my fun fact is that when I was younger, I thought that when you died, like in your re- in your dreams, you died for real, for real. So I was like so fucking scared of dying in my dream that I like literally taught myself how to lose a dream so I would never die in my dream. And that's how I know how to lose a dream. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear you do die if you die in a dream, though. No, you obviously don't. No, I swear it's actually a thing. (laughs) It's a thing people say, but it's obviously not true. Oh, okay. Cool, you learn something new every day. (laughs) Oh, God, honestly. Uh, Anyway, today we have a very special guest with us. He is our first Australian guest. Very exciting. Yeah, bigger. And he is soon to be releasing his book called Unprotected Treks. And it's an anti-travel guide. So it sounds very exciting. We're very excited for its release. And we're going to talk to him today to get a little insight into the male perspective. He is the spokesman for the whole of the male race, race, species, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. (laughs) So please welcome, we are very excited to have Bing Fraser, welcome. G'day guys, thanks for having me. Outstanding, you're not the first person to introduce (laughs) me or refer to me as special, so I appreciate the introduction. (laughs) <laughs> my fun fact i don't i don't know if it's very fun but it's definitely a fact love actually is one of the worst movies ever made ever and that, that's a that's i would a not say that fact. as a fact i really would not say it's, that as a fact it's an i objective feel really uncomfortable fact. with you bringing that forward as a fact on our podcast Let's bring it. Let's break. Let's, not let's break it down all right you, you've got a uk prime minister who is just security for a like schoolboy crush, you've got a bloke beating, uh, cheating on his on his what on his brother. You got one bloke who's hitting on his best mate's wife. You got some creepy old bloke who's like ten minutes from his grave, 
making out. I, I don't know, just finding a new zest in life. Who like, I was more confused than he was watching it. And what else you got? You got like you know, the, the, the little kid's pretty cute and he's all right. That's a decent story. But besides that, I, I want two hours of my life back every year. Yeah, he's so I'm cute. I'm forced to watch it no. every year at Christmas. It is trash. Absolutely trash. Okay, well, I completely disagree with you. I think it's a great film. I have to say, it's like not the best film. It's not my favorite. I don't really get the hype around it. Everyone's like, we have to watch it because it's Christmas. But so I kind of agree. Like, it's not the worst film ever made. I'm not gonna go that far, but it's not. It's not as good as people make it out to be. No, I'm, just, I'm just. I'm just happy to have your whole audience offside while we get started. So it's only up from here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they're just hating you from now on you've just like ruined everyone's opinion of you it's good to good to keep a low bar guys because you can clear it every time <laughs> so we are going to start with this segment this week where we asked you guys to send us some questions that you have for men because obviously there's a lot of questions we have for men and we can't speak for that experience, so <laughs> Bing is gonna give us a little insight into the male psyche. Mm-hmm. So let's start off. Uh, so the people want to know what makes a good female bum. Jesus, heavy hidden from the start, <laughs> eh? Cheers. Mm. <laughs> um. Secondly, to the male populace, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, thirdly, what makes a good ass? Uh, that's difficult because every ass is different, right? Okay. See, a lot of guys like the, the, the firm, the fim, the gym ass and all that, but I like a bit of jiggle with mine. So I, I can't really answer that one for... You like a bit of jiggle. Bit of jiggle? Why are you, why are you checking out the trunk, you know? You need a, why are you repairing that car? You want a, you want a bit of movement. You don't want the wheels to be screwed on too tightly, you know? But, um... Fair. Yeah, I, I don't know. Are you more of a bum or a boobs kind of bum, guy? Bum, definite bum. You can't do anything with boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. They're quite boring. Like, they're quite They're nice. great they're to look at, don't get me wrong, okay? I wish I had a set of my own. It would cheer me up on those down days. But for for the efficiency or putting something to use, I guess, I, I, I like an ass that is natural and that you can you can work with. I, I don't like it too skinny when you're just hitting bone. It's just like there's no not even any oil down here, guys. You got to stop drilling. So it's it's um yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. A natural a natural fit bottom is outstanding. Okay. <laughs> so like not too not too like worked. No, I don't I don't like overly tanned, but a lot of guys do. Yeah, I so, prefer a bit of jiggle you know? too. Yeah, yeah, me too. 100%. That's why you want to see a bit of <laughs> bit of reward for your work, you know? <gasps> oh, g'day, mum. I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> good, to, <laughs> good to see you. I told you not to listen. <laughs> yeah. Our mums listen every week, so don't worry. <laughs> Join the club. Don't worry. She's already disappointed. We're fine. Again, the bar's down here, guys. We can clear it. <laughs> okay, the next one. What does it feel like to have your dick inside something? <laughs> oh, it's like, a... Explain the feeling to us. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a 30 degree day and a long walk on the beach. It's a... It's a child's smile <laughs> as he 
as we eat an ice cream on a not hot summer's day, it's sunshine lollipops. That's what it is. But, um, no, I, I think I think the best thing would imagine your clitoris getting one big warm hug. I think that's uh, that's a very good because ex- I think that the end of the end of the penis is very similar to the nerve endings of the clitoris, and we get to absorb that into a nice warm hole. And it's outstanding. It's great. Okay. But to, to, to actually define the uh, the feeling. Yeah, I was going to say, I would guess it would feel like a little hug. Yeah, it is a bit like that. But usually going in the psyche is just like, don't embarrass yourself, Bing. Don't do it. So you're not really enjoying it too much, you know? No, I'm kidding. It is, it is great fun, though. Good to know. This is good knowledge that I needed in my life. What's the difference between, like, how it feels like to be inside a vagina and inside a mouth? Like, is it just more wet? Is it just not as tight? Like, Well, that's what I said. A, a mouth, you can, you can deal with the suction and, and the, how tight it is, I guess. Where a vagina, you're kind yeah. of in control. So, um, yeah, each have, has their preference. I think, I think a vagina is, is perfectly made for a penis. So I like the vagina, but I'm not against the old mouth either. Yeah. You know, they've, they've both got their uses. They're both invited to the party. So, so yeah, let's just have some more tequila and have some fun, eh? <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so next question. Do you judge girls more on their appearance or personality? Oh, like, this sounds like a cop-out, but definitely personality. Oh no! Yeah, no, you know, it's just like, oh, of course, he he has to say personality. <laughs> no, but honest, especially for me, like I'm, I personally believe I am in the business of fun. Okay, I'm I'm not in the business of going out, tell me chicks we can rail and all that kind of thing. So I'm going out for my enjoyment. So if I'm speaking to a brick wall that looks like Miranda Kerr or whatever you kids are into these days, then it's just like, well, I'm gonna have a terrible night, aren't I? <laughs> Whereas if you got a, you know, a good six, seven who's, who's yeah. just having the time of her life, it's like, well, and guess what? We're going to have some fun. <laughs> so you gotta, you got to start with a personality and we'll, we'll work with what we got from there. With that being said, I forgot I'm answering for the entire male populace. So I apologize. Um, you find the 10 in the 10 in the club, you take her home, you are the king of the jungle. That's, that's, how, that's how the male psyche works. But yeah, no, I, I, I just don't think you, you can deal with with a brick wall if you're going to spend three hours a night with them. And same with it, like if a girl's going out and you, you want to speak to, I know Brad Pitt, but he's literally, all he's talking about is, is, is his own reflection. You're probably like, well, you know what? I've got, I've got Ocean's <laughs> Eleven back home. I might as well go and watch that with a bit of acting ability. Ocean's Eleven is a, is a movie in the 90s for you young kids watching back at home and it has Brad Pitt in it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, letting us know, old man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the next one. What makes a girl good or bad in bed? Oh, enthusiasm. That is, that's all you need to do. Bit of enthusiasm and a bit of ticker and we're going to have a good time. That's, that's literally it. Just go in there, pretend you know what you're doing because I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to give it my best go, okay? And that's all I ask in return, okay? It's just like, especially when it's, you can tell when a girl is self-conscious in bed and it's a massive turn off. 
Whereas I've had girls who don't have a clue what they're doing, mm. but they're just having a good time in there. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> You're great. We're having a great time. <laughs> it's outstanding. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fake it till you make it. 100%. Pure, pure enthusiasm. You do that and yeah, everyone's walking away with a, a smile on their face. What about bad? No, I've had girls who you can tell like all they're thinking about is, am I doing a good job? I've had girls telling me this like during sex. It's like, oh, tell me what you want me to do. I I want to I want to come back. I want to impress you. I want to do it. You're like Jesus Christ, mate! Like my my three incher isn't doing the best job itself. You're not the only self conscious one in here, but we can at least pretend we know what we're doing, <laughs> and you're gonna be better off for the experience. So it's all energy, and when you when you bring that, it's just negative energy, and you're just ah oh, well, this is this sucks. You know, I should have yeah. just stayed home and watched Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it's always oceans eleven. <laughs> I think it's it's so weird because like I feel like so many girls like the reason they're not even having a good time as well because like friends have told me this is because they're like thinking the whole time like oh am I arching my back like do I look hot is he like liking this blah 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 and like that's what makes girls not have a good time and you're literally saying that like, what makes it fun is when girls aren't doing like when you can tell they're not in that headspace and they're way more in like the headspace of just giving it your best or just like having fun or whatever so I feel like that's quite good to know like girls get super in their head mm. sorry <laughs> and that's what they say what is it Whatever percentage of the female orgasm is mental. I don't know statistics, guys, but whatever that statistic is. And if they're not actually involved <laughs> in it or actually enjoying the experience, well, it's just like, well, then this is only a one-way street, isn't it? Like, this entire experience is for the guy's um, in- enjoyment. You're literally just saying that the guy enjoys it way more when you're enjoying it too. Exactly right. So if if my enjoyment is, is uh, dependent on how well you're doing and you're only worrying about my enjoyment well then it's it's just a cycle isn't it so it's like well i'm not going to get my enjoyment if you're not enjoying it and you're not going to get your enjoyment if i'm not enjoying it and just like guys we we just met let's party (laughs) come on what are we doing (laughs) let's just you know strip it off and shake what you got eh i agree well along those lines then like what's the worst thing a girl can do on a date oh on a date I I guess it it honestly comes back to that. I've got to go back to it. It's just like when they're not enjoying it and that they're they're caring so much about what they're saying and what they're doing. What how do they look? Am I ordering the right thing? Am I am I saying the right thing? Is this what he wants me to answer? It's just like And and again, it depends what your end goal wants to be. And it's just like a lot of or a lot of my friends who are female would say that they're going on a date, maybe not with the expectations for a relationship, but very few girls are going out for a one-night stand, especially if you're going on a date. So if you're looking at getting, I guess, dragging this relationship down the line, then what point is it being something that you're not in on the first date to hide something that they're only going to find out down the road, which is going to end poorly anyway? So I feel you've got to be the best version of yourself, but you've got to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you are showing anything but that, that authenticity, then again, it's it's only going to end bad for both of you. And I, I just, I think, yeah, when there's a massive shield up, that's probably the worst thing you can do. Where, again, you don't want to be, you know, Sunday 6pm you when you're 
got your feet up on the couch and you don't give a fuck, you know. But guys and girls, you want to be showing your best self. But it's so easy to see when someone's not being that authentic uh, person that they are, I guess. And it's the same with guys, more so for guys, mm. because like girls are more emotionally yeah. attuned yeah. than men are. But yeah, I, I think we're pretty poor tellers of, of on the emotional spectrum. We're, we're, we're not great at that. But we're, you got to give us a bit of credit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I answered the question, but something something yeah. along those lines. Definitely good for people who, like, I feel like people starting out having sex or going on dates, they definitely have those ideas in their head, like, what's going to make me the best? Or, like, how am I going to be the prettiest? Or, like, the coolest person? But it's like, no one actually cares about that. On my first date with my boyfriend, I was talking about how, like, I could start a cult if I wanted to. And I was like, why the fuck am I saying this? But I was like, let's just go with it. It's fine. <laughs> I think that's the biggest problem, though, especially when you're younger, because everyone is trying to uh, make themselves out to be this, you know, God, like the, the best version of themselves. It's just like when you're 18, 19, 20, no one's done anything, absolutely nothing. And you're all in the same boat, guys. Okay. So stop pretending to be this thing that you're not, that you're, you know, your farts don't stink and all this. Just be a bit of fun and, and be the best version of yourself. And I'm telling you nine times out of 10, as long as you're still trying to improve yourself, that's going to be good enough. And, and you'll both be better off for the experience. The more bullshit that comes, I'm telling you, you're only, you're only causing yourself problems down the road. Yeah, and it's like so important to be able to laugh at yourself. If you can't laugh at yourself, then literally how are you ever going to have fun? Because that's all you're going to be worrying about is someone else laughing at you. Not only that, if, if you can't have a joke on yourself, you have no right to have a joke on anyone else. And then that's the death of humour. Humour is so important mm. in our civilization. And it's fucking getting shat on at the moment. (laughs) But you have no right to have a joke on anyone else's behalf if you can't have one on yourself. And being self-deprecating is one of the most attractive qualities you can be. I believe. As an absolute twat over here. (laughs) Speaking for the male species. Um, Yeah, yeah, the amount of of people who just like take themselves too seriously. It's like, well... Good luck with that in the long run, mate, because you ain't that special. None of us are. Okay, moving on. Do you think before you say things or do the words just come tumbling out? Do I sound like someone who thinks before he speaks? <laughs> Fuck me dead. It's not even English coming out of my mouth. Let alone, yeah, got no idea what's coming. I might start speaking Kenyan in a second, but no, God no, it's just... Yeah, just wish me luck. I've I've learned to become a pretty good backpedaler over the years. Because it's just like, whoa, Bing, what the fuck was that? Why'd you say that? Apologize now. Leave the mothers out of this. No, oh my so, God. definitely not. Would you say that's typical of the male species or? No. Just specific to you. No, I don't think so. Men, I well, a lot of men, again generalizing they're way yeah. too self-conscious with what they're saying what's coming out of their mouth because of what's been sold to them of how a man's meant to speak how they're meant to present themselves so they're overthinking everything they say and that's why we say so much stupid shit because it's just like oh we're not showing our authentic self oh fuck what's going to impress her um oh, i like dogs 
Jesus Christ, Bing, what the fuck was that? That is trash. <laughs> Absolutely trash. <laughs> it's just like, you know, yeah. No, I, I think I think it's an overanalyzation that is men's downfall when, when women think that we're not thinking at all. Usually the opposite. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, the cricket's on or something. Then it's just, you know, <laughs> it's just a, a monkey up there clapping the cymbals. <laughs> That's interesting. I always just thought that guy's, like thought that everyone wanted to hear their opinion all the time on all things what the fuck do we have an opinion about we know nothing we're fucking cavemen (laughs) yeah that's actually so true though now that i think about it i feel like whenever guys say something stupid i'm like why the fuck did you say that and then it's like okay no when i think about it i'm like okay the whole masculinity thing and then that is the most unattractive thing i'm like oh get away from me like i don't want to hear that bullshit please <laughs> oh 100 that's what i said i think it depends what guy you're getting if you're getting a guy within his group of friends or if you're getting him alone mm-hmm. you're getting two different versions of them aren't you and then yeah. you're getting two different sets of bullshit that's you know some of it's all right then other times like i said you, you got to give us a little credit or maybe you're giving us too much i don't know we're fucking <laughs> morons guys yeah i love how guys are so like cutesy and gay with their girlfriends and then they're like you know the whole thing how it's like the, their boys can never see them like that i just find that so funny. but that's how we yeah that's that's because that's how we we think you want us to be okay yeah. we, we just love you too much that's our problem <laughs> like little puppies <laughs> just love me <laughs> um someone someone asked do you actually not wipe your ass because that's fire? What? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> um, oh, this one time when I was three years old, I don't know. I thought it would be pretty funny to go. <laughs> no. But no, I, I, I don't understand the question. I, unless I'm horribly <laughs> drunk and I might forget to do one thing or another. No, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting a pretty good... <laughs> I've got a pretty good hit rate on wiping my bottom. <laughs> <laughs> good to yeah. know. I'm really confused. Like, no, great question. I, I, I've really never good heard question. Of guys not Appreciate wiping that. their ass. Who yeah, thinks I've that? Like, that I, I've, I have brothers, and I, I've always known men wipe for their ass. Where did that come from? That they don't. <laughs> I, I want to know who that girl is and what she does on her Friday nights. <laughs> Yeah, but I, you don't, like, wipe the dick after you pee, I swear. So maybe that's where they got it from. All right. Now we're getting into some uncharted territory. All right, that, that one I don't have such a de- definitive answer for, but... Yeah, no, the... the... Yeah, but I kind of yeah, get it, because it doesn't do seem like it stays wet, though, whereas, like, the vagina's kind of hidden, so it will stay wet, you know? Yeah, no, a couple of shakes will do the trick. The underwear yeah, will get the rest goes, of it. it like, back Play in on. the pants. Yeah, exactly. Like, it goes on the pants still. Yeah, there are a couple of layers before you get to the visual, yeah. the public visuals. <laughs> We're all right. <laughs> There's so many, like, pee, poo, like, ours really. No, that's ones. great. That's what, that's what I'm here <laughs> the for. The next one. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Cheers. The next one is, um, where does the pee-pee go when you poo? Does it just dangle? <laughs> Oh, Aliba. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. The pee pee. Well, yeah, no, it's just a, <laughs> just 
just a bell in a tower, baby. It's just just dangling there, I guess. It's waiting to be rung. So you nah, just, no ring. Wait, so you let it dangle into the toilet, like into the, the bowl? What the fuck are you doing with it? You, you, you're hanging it on the toilet seat, are you? That's... Uh... I would, I would like That's put it on so my lap. so unclean of you. <laughs> on your I think, lap. I think, you, <laughs> I, would. I think you need to look at a few more penises in your life, Maria. Because uh, <laughs> that's, uh, no, that's human like... anatomy 101 impossible. That's what that is. You are defying physics right there. I'm glad you're doing a philosophy course, not a not a physics one, not an astronomy one. Because you're, uh, you're failing in, in first class. <laughs> Wait, I don't get how you can't put it on your lap, though. It can't. Like, I just move it. Jesus Christ. Do you want me to well, lasso like it, it as well? Do you want me to wrap it in a <laughs> little bow? I'll send it to you while I'm taking a shit. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's, it's not possible. It's not po- I don't know what you're dealing with. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, but, like, this is what I don't get. Is like, if the, if it's just dangling, does is there not, like, a little bit of interaction? You know what I mean? No, it's, it's not just swinging wildly beneath your knees, you know? You know, it's not just, it's just not a fucking grandfather clock down there. It's, you know, it, it's, it's well-behaved, okay? Notice that you need to sit still for five minutes, behave yourself, don't look me in the eye, and we'll get through this together. Okay, okay. okay. I've, I feel like I've got a good grasp on this topic now. <laughs> we're, we're solving the big questions of life. <laughs> Which I'm so glad. It's so useful to my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Do you prefer clean shaven or like a little strip kind of vibe or full bush or tidy bush? Or how how do men prefer their pussy groomed? Um... Again, I think my answer would probably be different to the the male populace. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's a very... Uh, Again, yeah. But I don't like a unkept fucking 60s, let's go to Graceland, you know, kind of look. Um, I, I don't... You don't like a forest. No, but I don't, I don't mind if... You can have a forest, just make sure you're <laughs> keeping the tre- trees trimmed, you know? Um <laughs> but and I, I feel the same with a guy. Probably like if you, if you're going down for oral, you don't want to be searching through the Amazon to to find the gold. You know, you want to you want to want a little bit of. You just want a map. Just at least give me a map so I can get to where I'm meant to be going. But um, yeah, no, I I think for for most guys, I think would say clean shaven purely because that's what we've been attuned to with porn. Um, I, I, for no other reason, mm. I reckon that would be it. Where it's the same reason I think a lot of girls would like, you know, circumcised penises because that's what you've been attuned to. But is it not like little girl kind of vibes, or is that <laughs> that's, what you're in? That's what I said. No, that's for purely for that reason. I know it's a again sounds like a cop out from me, but just like just a little bit of pubis would be great to remind me that you're a fucking child. That'd be outstanding. Thank you. But if you were like gonna have a one night stand or i don't know sleeping with a girl for the first time or whatever and you like i don't know we're getting down to her and stuff and then she just had like a full bush would you like like what would change would you like not go down on her would you be like put off because i feel like loads of girls really worry about that um again that that, i think that's another conversation that has a lot (laughs) of other metrics to it 
I'm not a massive fan on a one night stand going down on a girl, especially after a five hours of dancing. Oh my god, I agree. I would not let a guy. Yeah, I, I just, I think that's a, I think again, I, I think that if you, if there is a way to sour a situation, because when I was younger, I used to be play on, just fucking get me in there, you know. But then after a, after a few poor experiences, then you just like, <laughs> whoa, that was uh. That was something I didn't need to see, and you, you're coming up with uh, with that as your only memory. And then I'm like, fuck, if that's what I have to go through, the poor girl's probably dealing with the same thing on the other end. So I just think there are, there are other ways to go about it on a one-night stand. So I don't think even hair comes into the equation with that. <laughs> well, I hope you guys are, like, enjoying these visuals that we're giving you. I think they're really, like, detailed, really <laughs> <laughs> informative. <laughs> very scientific anyone who knows me is never gonna look me in the eye again (laughs) okay the next one why do you avoid conflict or answering stupid questions that are meaningless or interesting Hmm. aren't they wasn't that a contradiction in the question no i know what she's talking about i know exactly what can you reword it please I know exactly what she's talking about. So I'll ask my boyfriend. Like anyone that knows me knows that I'm I, I'm always like, oh, what would you do if? And like, would you rather this? Or like, you know, I'm always asking those kind of questions, like hypotheticals I that are confirm. never going to happen. Oh, I love that question. Would you rather go down on a 50-year-old man or would you rather? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Those kind yeah. of questions. And I, my boyfriend like always gets annoyed yeah, yeah, when yeah. I'm asking like hypothetical after hypothetical after hypothetical because he's like, why do you care? Like, it doesn't matter. So I think that's what they mean by, like, meaningless. But then by interesting is, like, sometimes it's just an interesting thing to talk about. And he'll just be like, oh, why? Like, why? You know? I don't know. I feel like guys do that. But maybe it's mm-hmm. just my boyfriend yeah, and this girl's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I guess, again, like, what's on TV and what's bringing more value to his life right now? I, I, no, I'm just kidding. I think it's, I think, again, like... What, what is the end product with these questions? A, a guy. Okay, so put it this way: if if we're going on a on a road trip, we're trying to get to A to B or A to Z as fast as we can. Okay, there is an end goal. We're gonna get there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas a female wants to go and see the nice lookout over there. We want to go and see what this restaurant has to offer. Oh, look at the chips over there. That view looks divine, all this. And if you're asking all these questions, they're probably not on his map that's getting to Z. So I feel like mm. you're just stopping at C, D, and E when he's just like, whoa, whoa, we're making good time. What are you, what are you doing? Stop with the views. We're going okay. I feel like what you're saying is you're kind of worried that it's going to lead to some kind of conflict or you're like, oh, this is a trick question. So you're trying to steer clear of those like pointless questions. I don't think it's that though. I don't think it's that. I think it's literally more like a, I don't care. It's not important. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I guess it's it's one or the other. At least. (laughs) I'd go more with Maria's, Maria's answer. But honey, can I ask you, why are you asking these questions? Are you trying to trick the bloke into saying something that he shouldn't? <laughs> oh, no. I, d- I feel like I don't really ask those kinds of questions. I'm not really kind of a meaningless conversation kind of gal, even though I do have a podcast, which is kind of meaningless. I only talk about the biggest <laughs> questions of life. 
the meaning of life or we don't talk that's it i mean yeah pretty much like if i don't have anything to say i'll just stay quiet (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i don't know that's what i took from that but i guess it is one or the other so i don't know (laughs) okay last one i thought this was quite a funny question uh when does sex end this is definitely a trick question. <laughs> Consider this one very carefully. I was just... <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind, I'm like, that's not going to sit well. There are more than three of us in this conversation. Yeah, being, I, I, bet I, um... I bet you just thought when I come. I bet you just thought. Like, obviously. Well, that was a very nice way of wording what my answer was. So. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, I'm too competitive, so I, I need to be like... I'm gonna make her finish her up. So I, I, I feel like it. Yeah, the ones both are satisfied. I, I think. But again, then it, it comes back down to. It's a far more complicated question than than what it seems on the surface. Getting philosophical again. <laughs> but it's just like, well, what's what's been the? Put it this way: you go back to the previous one. If, if you're sleeping with a girl who's stupidly self-conscious, then it's just like, well, she's not going to get over the finish line regardless of what I do. I could be bloody carrying 20 inches between my legs, swinging it like a, you know, first base home run. I don't, I don't watch baseball, guys. Whoever the first guy hitting the ball in baseball is, that's where that metaphor was meant to go. Um, and then uh, it's still not going to matter if, if she isn't in it mentally. So it's just like, well, I can't say that we're both finished kind of thing, you know? And then it's just like, the other thing is, like, if you're too blind and then it's just like, oh, you're waiting on the guy to finish and you're just like, love, you could, you could suck a ball, a golf ball through a, through a fire hose right now and I still wouldn't be finishing. So then you're waiting on that and you're just like, well, it's, it's more complicated. It's like, what's, what, are, what are the variables again? It's, you know, I, I, I could be mm. blind drunk. I, I don't know where I am. And it's just like, well, I'm not finishing till you finish. And you're just like, well love good luck <laughs> you know it's never gonna happen no, no, yeah <laughs> i definitely agree i agree i think okay i i understand and i do agree there should be like good effort on both parts to make the other person come or whatever it doesn't have to be that's the end goal but it should be equal people like equal pleasure for both people but i don't think it has to be both people come (sighs) okay well i feel like we have gained quite a bit of insight into the male psyche (laughs) thanks for sending your questions guys it's a fucking minefield up there isn't it (laughs) i think you made it through okay (laughs) (laughs) so bing Tell us, please. <laughs> Would you say you're a person that fucks a lot? <laughs> By society standards, maybe. <laughs> By my standards, no. <laughs> Next question. So not as much as you'd like to. <laughs> no one is, obviously. <laughs> I'm having breakfast. I get you. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, definitely same. <laughs> So how did it come to be that by society standards you do fuck a lot? Like, how did that happen? Like, how did you become a slut, basically? Oh, how dare you call me a whore? <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta do what you, you love in this life, don't you? And you gotta do what you're good at and you gotta 
and you got to focus, okay? Put, put your whole, whole mind, body, and spirit to it. <laughs> Tell us about your sexual awakening, basically. How did you reach this peak ripeness of sexuality? <laughs> well, like all great degenerates, I was raised as a stringent Catholic. <laughs> and then I made my way overseas. And then I was opened up to a new way of life, I guess. I went and did a summer camp in Pennsylvania, the great United States of America. And then afterwards, I went traveling with probably the definition of a man whore. And um, I was a good little Catholic boy. I'd been, you know, raised on, yes, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Father Paul. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then we, we were kind of put through our paces. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a Catholic priest joke, that one was. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, no, we, uh, we went to Pennsylvania. He had travelled with him afterwards and he kind of just took it, threw us through the paces. We'd go on a night out and he'd go, go and speak to that girl, Bing, and I wouldn't have a clue what my left hand was from my right hand. We'd get talking and then eventually she'd get bored of speaking to me as I would be bored of listening to me. And then he'd be like, how about you try this, all right? It might be going all right. Then he'd come up and just be like, oh, have you told her about your girlfriend yet, Bing? And then he'd walk away. And then obviously she'd throw a drink over me or whatever it was. And I'm just like, what the fuck was that, mate? And he's just like, oh, mate, on to the next one. And I'm just like, you wouldn't explain himself. On to the next. Oh, wow. That sounds fully like in TV shows. I didn't know that that actually happened. Like when the guy's like, okay, you got to like practice. You're going to like get you talking to women and all of this shit. Yeah. But again, like I was this innocent 18-year-old, never seen the world, never spoken to a girl, nothing like mm-hmm. that. So I was taking everything to heart, fucking everything that happened. And then if it wasn't going so well, he'd come, he'd wingman me, get me in a really good position, things would be going well, he'd walk away. Then when things were going real well, he'd come over and he's just like, mate, for a man with as many STDs as you do, and you're still speaking to women? Jesus. And she'd get this, that, the other, she'd walk off. And I was like, what the fuck, mate? He's like, come on, relax, back onto the next one. If I was really angry, we'd do a shot, onto the next one. And then no matter what happened, how well it'd go, he'd come oh, and wow. absolutely stick a fork in me. And then he's just like, you're going to get used to rejection. Because as, as, as soon as you lose the fear of rejection, you can, you're invincible. <laughs> and it was the worst couple of months of my life. But looking back on it, it was psychotic. But it was kind of kind of helps you out in the long run, (laughs) and that sounds terrible. And it's what happened in my youth that turned me into a a bit of a slut, I guess, from a Catholic schoolboy. Wait, so what was it about it that then made you be like, oh, it's actually fine? It was just like getting over the the rejection, or like also just like learning what works, like when talking to girls and shit like that. What what? As soon as you learn not to take things personally on a night out, especially with people who don't know you, you can start focusing on actually having fun. Um, obviously, when you're 18, 19, especially from a male <laughs> perspective, you, you, it's the first time you've seen the world and all these girls that you've, you've wanted to speak to in high school, but you had Jesus in your life and you're just <laughs> like, well, oh, let's go and let's go and let's go and have a word or two. And then you don't know what the fuck you're doing, do you? And you were so nervous about speaking to the opposite sex as they are probably speaking to you. And then all of a sudden, yeah, this this 26-year-old man whore went, I'm teaching you one thing and the only thing you're going to learn is to be comfortable in rejection. As soon as you learn that, you can start being yourself on a night out. And then 
as soon as you yourself and you your best version of yourself, you started having a bit of fun, I guess. So, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question or not, but that that was my turning point from a stringent Catholic to someone who enjoyed having a good time on a night out, I guess. That I can't believe that happens. Like that, you know, that film crazy stupid love when he's like <laughs> showing him all the clothes to wear that's what i'm picturing you as right now oh fuck that are you seeing what i'm wearing right now there's no there's no training in this this is worth about three bucks from primark this is <laughs> so you would say like your most valuable piece of advice is to just not be scared of rejection to some 18 year old guy listening now Mm. nothing is personal on a night out unless you are an arsehole then nothing is personal especially with so many girls if you go up and speak to them and they turn you down the first word you speak to them it's just like they don't even know you and you're going to take that personally like if you if you then go up and yeah. call them a slut or whatever which so many guys do it's just like well then that's on you you're a piece of shit yourself and you have a right to be rejected mm-hmm. and you're a right to this that the other mm-hmm. but yeah when, when just like she could have been having a shit night, she could be fighting with her ex, she could be doing this, that, the other, and then all of a sudden you're going to take that personally. It's just like it was never against you, mate. Again, it, and then yeah. that all of a sudden ruins your night. If you're an 18, 19 year old, because your psychology changes as you get older. When I was 18, 19, I want to go out, so I speak to girls, oh, I kiss the girl tonight, how good's that? You know, as you get older, you just like you don't care so much about that, and you're purely out there just have a have fun so i'm, I'm following a night out on mm-hmm. on what's going to provide me the greatest entertainment when you're 18 19 and you don't you're not comfortable in yourself you don't really know who you are you, you don't know how to speak to a girl and you're basing your whole night out on your interactions with women and then all of a sudden you get rejected once or twice and then you're getting angry and angrier and you're just like mate why the fuck are you getting angry one your the whole point of your night out shouldn't be pulling girls or but Unfortunately, mm-hmm. for a lot of young guys who have never speaking to girls, it is, mm-hmm. and that's just a that's just a fact. I don't think, as much as people don't like to speak yeah. about it today, you know, it, it is, and and then you're going to get angrier <laughs> as you when you get rejected, and it's just like you're taking something personally that was never a personal attack, mate. And that's only going to end badly for not only you but the girls mm-hmm. as well, and then no one's having a good time, so. Yeah, my big thing like everyone just focus on having a good time on a night out and everyone's going to be better off for the experience mm-hmm. have you ever been rejected and you're like okay that was so my fault that was so bad oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. again like i said i I just i just speak speak my mind on a night out so yeah if you, a few times you cross the line <laughs> and you're just like whoa bing what the fuck and then you get good at dragging it back and backpedaling <laughs> eventually. But, um, yeah, yeah, a few, a few times where you're just like, you know, you, I, I like pushing the boundaries because, again, I'm in the business of fun and I know the further <laughs> you push the boundary, the more fun you're going to have. So there are many times I'm diving headfirst over that line, <laughs> you know, we're crashing through that brick wall. But, um, yeah, again, it's, it's, it's all the fun. It's all the fun of a night out, isn't it? But, yeah. You get you get pretty good at learning where the line is and where you can cross it with who and this that the other you know a lot of people like a laugh a bit more than mm-hmm. others and then mm-hmm. yeah again it's circumstantial isn't it yeah definitely you were saying that you shouldn't go out to get laid or whatever but <laughs> can you tell us about your perfect week 
and what that what that experience was like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. Buy the book, guys. Thirty first of January, unprotected treks. Outstanding. Um, terrible pit of literature. No, it was the first time in my life where I'd went out trying to pull, and it was it was fucking awful, like absolutely trash. So I went out. To try and do, yeah, the perfect week. Have seven one-night stands and seven nights. And you reach, like, day four, day five. Your liver's just, like, <laughs> resembling a 90-year-old Scotman's bagpipe. Your fucking, your cock's chased and needs a defibrillator. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? You're forcing a beer down your throat. And it's like, oh, let's go and get laid again. Yeah, that sounds like fun, Bing. Let's do that. Um, yeah, so... Every night you'd go out, and this is my big thing. Okay, if if you're basing your whole night out on whether you get laid or not, you are making every interaction before twelve o'clock redundant. Doesn't matter what you did before twelve; it doesn't matter because you're basing your night purely on an end result that may or may not happen. So you could have the best night of your life. You can, you can be on the shrooms, having a fucking laser show, outstanding beach, everyone's naked, everyone's having a good time. And then all of a sudden you don't get laid and you're like, well, that was a shit night. And it's like, well, was it? Was it really a shit night? Or are you just basing your measures, measurements of a, of a good night poorly? Like, are your, are your metrics wrong? And I think, again, that's why it's so hard to talk to, like, an 18-, 19-year-old to be like, this is what a good night entails. When at that age, when you haven't seen anything and you don't know anything, it's just like, no, no, I want to go and get laid. Or from a girl's perspective, it's like, I want guys' attention. I want him to buy me a drink. I want to be able to get the attention that I'm seeking. And you're just like, well... That, that isn't going to bring you one any good stories because how good's a good story, guys? Everyone loves a good story. But two, you're just not going to enjoy your time out. You're going to get sick of drinking pretty fast and drinking's great, guys. It's so much fun when, when nothing else is there for you. You will be. Do you not think that part of the fun of going out is pulling, though? Because I feel like I used to love clubbing when I was single and I loved it because, like, the things you were saying, like, girls just want guys' attention and to buy them that drink and guys just want to get laid and all of this shit. But do you not think that that's, like, a huge part of going out and what makes it... Almost it makes it more fun when it's, like, when you're going out for the pool, you know? Do you not or do you not agree? <laughs> 100%. It, it, yeah, no, because it, it, it cries out to, mm. like, humans' animal instincts, doesn't it? Just, like, that rawness that unpredictability <laughs> like anything could happen yeah. and then obviously the nudity how good's nudity guys everyone fucking loves it so when when you get that in the end but you've got to realize how about i'll go back to it it's just like you, you could have had the best night ever mm. and you've got drunk and everything else but if your mindset from the start is to get go on the pool and you don't pull well then all of a sudden you've had a shit night when possibly you're probably you, you might have had the best night of your life. Where, mate, I am not nullifying the, the excitement of, of a bit of monkey-on-monkey monkey action. Like, everyone, everyone loves stripping down to the rawness of it all. But if, you're, if, you're, if that's yeah. your only measure on a good night, then you're, you're going to be disappointed a lot of the time, you know? Again, like, yeah. 
don't know, my, my especially me, I'm I'm a bit older, and at the at the moment I'm I'm not far off an old walking stick and a, a new new couple of knees. But I I enjoy going to the pub with with my brothers, my best mates, and <laughs> they bring their misses up. I'm lonely and depressing, but I'm still having a good time. You know, that, that's yeah. that's how I enjoy spending my time. Yeah, especially, yeah, put it this way, especially in COVID. Like, fuck, how relevant is this conversation now? It's like, well, you can't go out in the pool, can you? How are you going to have a good night? You're just going to pack up shop for the next <laughs> 12 months and be like, oh, fuck it, I'm giving up drinking. Because fuck that, I'm never giving up drinking. What? And, and it is difficult. <laughs> I'll go back to it, saying this to an 18, 19-year-old who hasn't, hasn't exactly gone and enjoyed the fruits of life mm. as much as they yeah. perhaps would like to. It is a massive part of being that age. Like you need to go out, experience rejection, experience one night stand, the good, the bad, the ugly, because that's how you grow. But yeah, you, you need to look a bit further than, than the end goal because you're going to miss the sunset on the way there. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the potential for a shag at the end of the night but it's like you can still enjoy all the bits in between and then if that bit at the end doesn't happen then it's like ah oh, it's all good you know mm. oh, it's, yeah and I've, I've gone out with plenty of guys who yeah that's that's their first name from the, the start of the night and you just <laughs> i don't get it my big thing is i personally believe that if you teach a guy certain aspects of game you can get you can you can pull any any night. I don't care how dead it is or whatever whatever the situation is. What are the pointers? I need to know. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, all right. Here we go. Do you want, crush crush pulls in in fucking oh creepy game. Here you go. Yes. <laughs> Get your notepads out, ladies. Um, establish a connection. Break the touch barrier. Sexualize the conversation. Don't be a pussy. You'll get laid every, any night of the week. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a shit, creepy thing, but they're, it, they're, it's human nature. That's pretty much it. If, if you have enough confidence, that'll get you over the line most of the time. If, if you go out with that in mind, and you're going to get blind at, say, 8 p.m., and you're going to pull at 9 p.m., and then you go home, you're just like, well, what the fuck did you just achieve? Like, fucking nothing. No one's had a good time. You've got a, I guess you can claim that you've got a story, but have you really got a story? Like a lot of guys, obviously, do things just purely because you know you can go back to your mates and be like, ah, oh, check this out. This is what what happened. But I've been out with fucking losers who have done that, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, I don't envy you, mate. Like that was your whole night out. It lasted an hour in a club, and you're gonna walk away thinking you're fucking king shit. And it's just like, well. That was that was my definition of the shittest night you could possibly have out. You just left four hours out in the field, mate. So I, I think if you, if you go out again, just purely for fun, guy or girl, you're gonna end up with with much. Uh, I just think you're gonna enjoy your time out a lot more. So okay, I have a question. So you're saying about like pulling on a night out, but do you ever do you ever actively chase? people that you like really want to fuck <laughs> and what's the most questionable thing you've done in like one of those situations if you have really <laughs> to be honest with you a, a pool is a sale let's be honest okay again a, a, a one-night stand is not you're looking for 
your future missus or mister mm. you know I, I and a lot of people conflate the two which kind of irritates me because mm. yeah. it's just yeah, it, it's yeah, not definitely. it's not the place you should be looking for a life partner i don't think <laughs> when you're both onto your 20th bourbon and coke 1am in the dodgiest club of your local town it's just like i'm gonna find love Soul tonight mates. that's what i'm going to do <laughs> exactly right and and that's it frustrates me at the moment because that's a lot of the conversations that's just like oh you should treat it as this thing. it's like no no it's, it's not um but to actually actively pursue a girl because again if you're not getting anything back then i i feel like they're not going to be that exciting a person which again might be a shit thing to say but yeah if, if i if i end up i guess pursuing a girl oh it's a good one actually i think you'll like this one and this is oh if any of my mates are listening you can turn off right now <laughs> this this isn't gonna end too well um this girl <laughs> this girl was with a gay mate and she's just like we're getting with each other and she's just like i won't sleep with you tonight until someone hooks up with my gay mate and i was just like oh really <laughs> fucking let's party baby so I started hooking up with this bloke, and I was just like, whoa, this isn't for me, hey? This really isn't for me. But that was pretty much the definition of questionable, I think. That, was, that wasn't on my radar of things that I wanted to do that night. But, um, yeah, we eventually had a good night, so I, I don't think it was worth it, that. <laughs> and did you end up sleeping with her? Yeah, not the guy I didn't, unfortunately. He, he didn't like the way I hooked up with him, apparently. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, the, the girl I did. Yeah. Nice. So it girl. was all worth it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, depending on your definitions. No, on in in any objective definition, no, it wasn't. But you know, <laughs> you got a party every now and again, eh? Yeah. Okay, my turn to ask a question. Okay. My okay, turn. Okay, um, which one of you was the one who who fucked in an elevator? That was me. <laughs> I'm so impressed. That is outstanding. Fucking outstanding. <laughs> outstanding, honey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's the wildest place you've had sex? I can imagine it's probably quite wild because you've been, like, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, the back of a bus, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was, uh... Like a public what? bus? How? It was on the way to a girl's formal. And she was... Oh, lovely lady. I was in in America. I got invited to a girls' formal, and um, we were. It's always in America. Oh, what a place! No, we were like discreet about it. There was like one row free in front of us between a whole bus of people. So I'm not an animal. But did um, she just like sit on top of you or what? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, she was just put the old skirt up, bit of how you going, and then um. Yeah, there was there was no there was no happy ending. There was no finish line, unfortunately. But it was just like, hey, we're having sex on a bus. This is great. Yeah. So. <laughs> but did no one like turn around, or did the driver not see? Oh, I'm not that good in the sack, so there wasn't too much noise. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sell yourself a bit more. Than that. Come on. I was fucking her like Ron Jeremy, just screaming like a hyena. <laughs> Oh, it was fucking outstanding. Everyone just like, stop the bus. You're gonna pop a tire bing.
so what is firstly what's your favorite story from the book without giving away too many spoilers give us a little teaser (laughs) and then is there anything that didn't make it into the book that you're like this was just too wild um... to get into the book now, like, I wrote, I went to England, so I've, I've spent the last 12 months in the UK, and I wrote enough for about probably four or five books, and then I had to kind of cut it down to one condensed piece of trash, and, um, yeah, it's a, the, the book is about my, my travel stories that haven't gone so well, so I've, I've lost all my teeth, I've been held at gunpoint, I've been arrested, I've had my skull cracked open with a two-year concussion afterwards. I've uh, been robbed more times than you can count. I've had a schizophrenic fit. I had, <laughs> I, I've done it all, baby. But um, we, we, we've had a bit of a rough time overseas, and we've had a bit of a fun time overseas. So I thought I'd compile all those stories into one 270-page children's book, pretty much. And to answer my favourite story... I have favorite stories in which I like the way they're written, and then I have favorite stories, <laughs> uh, favorite stories in in they ended well for Bing. And unfortunately, in this book, not too many of them ended well for old Bing. <laughs> so, how many stories stories that didn't make it into the book? A lot, <laughs> a lot, just because I I want my mum looking me in the eye for at least another six months. Um, and yeah, I, I I don't know. I didn't know how to. Uh, how to compromise those two two issues. So, so yeah, uh, my favorite story in the book is probably, oh, I like the story where I hit my head. I think that's a pretty, that's a funny family friendly story where I was drinking a bit too much in Nicaragua, Central America, and I ended up cracking my skull open and getting it hacked together by some (laughs) <laughs> some local who i don't know what he was he wasn't a surgeon he wasn't a doctor he had no credentials but apparently he owned a needle and a bit of string <laughs> he was able to hack my head together with no no real anesthetic and i um i managed to walk out with only hepatitis so that was exciting oh wow that that's an interesting story because that's the start of kind of the whole downfall of the uh travel experience Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us, Bing. It's been a wild ride. (laughs) Thanks for giving us some insight into what the penis does while you're taking a shit. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're welcome. That's what I'm here for. And, of course, you can buy Bing's book out on my birthday, 31st (laughs) of January, (laughs) Unprotected Treks. Do you want to tell people where they can find you, find the book, that kind of thing? Yeah, my my website is www.bingfraser.com and make sure you go there before you buy the book so you can actually like test it out before you actually throw your hard-earned <laughs> money at it. <laughs> just don't buy it. It is a horrible piece of literature. Like you're, you're better off just throwing $20 out the window and being like, you know what? That was still more enjoyment than what I would have got by buying his book. So do that. But um, Amazon, especially in these trying times, like support your local businesses, guys. Go to Amazon mm-hmm. and, and, and buy, buy unprotected treks, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's ebook paperback. <laughs> and audiobook. 
Oh, an audio book. Oh, fuck me, dead. Don't buy the audio book. <laughs> so you can be blessed with Bing's voice. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Definitely go buy his book. <laughs> oh, actually, no. I've literally put myself through three weeks of hell. So you illiterate people <laughs> can listen slash read this fucking book. That was meant to be red. <laughs> yeah, so make all his hard work worth it. <laughs> and yeah, I will put the link to your website in our description. Do you have Instagram or any social media? Purely Instagram. Again, it's just trash. Trash upon trash, guys. King Bing Fraser. It's just daily posts about uh, pretty much just <laughs> pictures of my ass. So with some half ass motivational quote next to it yeah that's it i've got the instagram formula down pat <laughs> down to a dime baby okay <laughs> great and yeah so thank you so much it's been a pleasure to have you and to meet you don't you lie to me we even got to do a shot at 9 30 <laughs> in the morning you know what more could you want from your day <laughs> oh i'm fucking blind eh? i'm gonna sleep like a baby yeah this is great <laughs> Um, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. You can find <laughs> us on all the usual places. Instagram at Sextras Podcast, Facebook Sextras Podcast, website www.sextraspodcast.com, email sextraspodcast at gmail.com and please, as always, don't forget to leave us a little review, especially because it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> share the podcast tell us your favorite episode obviously this one because it has been <laughs> tell us what you want to see next and yeah we'll see you next week bye, bye. <laughs> bing you have to say bye bye sex mm, sex play that theme music baby hit it baby you've been listening to sextras Presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi. Produced by Mabel Productions. Thanks.